we run off of energy. And I look at the body as like the container for our energy. And if we want to have good energy, we've got to have a good container. If our container is clogged, if our container is dirty, if our container is too small, we've got to make it bigger. We've got to clean it out. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders. Rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Valley podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell, and welcome back to Superhumans at Work. Today's going to be a powerful powerful episode. We are going to address something that you may be experiencing in the workplace already. And this is the subject of anxiety. Since 2020 happened, there's been a lot of movements happening, a lot of change in the world. And even before that whole instance with coronavirus happens, the world's been changing faster and faster. And we've been trying to keep up with it in the workplace, whether you're following your career, you're an entrepreneur going out there building a business, it seems like the moving parts keep moving faster and faster. And we're trying to mentally grasp keeping it all together, following the trends, not being too stuck in our heads as we're following news, seeing maybe some things that are really causing us a bit of that anxiety, maybe a bit of that panic, and we're wondering if there's a solution for it. And the guest that I have today is really going to make you think about anxiety in a different way and provide you some ways that you can maybe shake it off, move it out, and really transform it into a way that it will not hold you back from the high performance you want to bring into the workplace. Mike Chang, oh my God, if you've been around the internet at any time, let's say maybe 10 years ago, especially on channels like YouTube, you were familiar with Mike Chang. He had the biggest health and fitness workout channel on YouTube. If any of you have been familiar with Six Pack Ab, you've known Mike Chang. There's so many people that have been inspired to get off the couch, to start working out in various ways, whether it's at home, in the gym, and being more educated in the space of fitness. And Mike now is coaching lots of people when it comes to being more healthy. And that goes beyond fitness, and we're going to touch on that. But really, it's an honor to have him here, where he brings a lot of flow training. And we thought this topic would be the perfect one to bring to the audience here to really help us keep pushing forward at the best productivity that we can. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for the intro and really glad to be here. I I know you from the six-pack shortcuts, right? Like this was the, the brand that you initially built. You were one of the OGs of the YouTube before even people were knowing about YouTube, you know? And like I mentioned, you were really a fitness guy. Like it was about six packs. Ab, it was about looking good. And, you know, we had a chance to hang out and I know you from the fact that you're in Bali with me here. And I, I see you now more as a, as a health expert. And I feel those are fundamentally different. Could you explain that in your own terms? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for many years, I thought that health was just based on the way we looked. And so I focused on looking my best. I focused on having low body fat. I focused on performance. And over the last about six years now, it's really changed completely. I now look at body in a totally different way. And the way that I look at body, I don't see enough people see it in this way, but it's such a simple thing. We run off of energy and I look at the body as like the container for our energy. And if we want to have good energy, we got to have a good container. If our container is clogged, if our container is dirty, if our container is too small, we got to make it bigger. 
we got to clean it out. And I've never looked at it until I've dealt with massive amount of mental health issues. Physical, you know, on the outside, you couldn't really tell. I looked, I looked fine. Inside, it was just, it was, uh, it was suffering. And, you know, I know we're talking about work and I worked hard. I worked hard. I worked 60 to 80 hours a week. And no matter how much working out I did, I couldn't get the mind to, to be at peace. And no matter how successful I became, I realized there's something I needed to do. And this discovery has changed everything for me. Now, when I look at the body, I look at the body as if you want to have a healthy mind, you need to clean out that container. You need to get that body to not just be healthy, but you need that body to be able to flow. You need that body's energy to be able to be released. And that basically means all the stuck emotions and stress and all these things that's in our body. If we let go of those things, our mind becomes clear. But we cannot clear our mind if we don't clear out the body. And I think a lot of people internally kind of realizes this, but I don't think it's been talked about enough. And now that I'm looking at it and I, and I start to actually realize this, I pay attention, it's talked about, but it's not in the mainstream. And that's my goal is I want to bring this information. Everybody needs to know this, that if I want to go and clear my mind, if I want to stop compulsive overthinking, I need to relax my body. If I want to get rid of anxiety, I need to get rid of the tension in my body. Instead of looking at you know, ways to just solve it through the mind and then just feel like they're hitting a wall. I feel like even when I look at my journey, because I've been someone that's always been interested in fitness, maybe since I'm like 16 years old. And I remember it was about the look, right? You kind of wanted to get the physique. And I remember I would do things like bench pressing and I got to a point where I hurt my shoulder while working out. And as I was training, it's almost like I was putting stress on my body or anxiety on my body. But that was kind of the mainstream thing, right? You were told like, yeah, you got to hit the gym, you got to work hard. And I'd be curious to know with this new perspective, are there some things that we should maybe question in the way if I've been on autopilot and thinking like, yeah, I need to hit the gym, lift some heavy weights, and, and just focus on that. Are there things I should challenge or think differently to be better at creating this container that is healthy as opposed to maybe using up the container in an unhealthy way? I think one of the biggest things is letting go of this idea that we need to always force our body. I think this idea of forcing our body to perform is, it was flawed to start off with. It's like if we force our body to get stronger, then we also force in everything else that we do. We are also forcing in our mind. And when we're having to go ahead and force through life, now we force people to do things they don't want to do. We force nature to do things that it's not designed to do. We go and force everything. But it starts off with not forcing our body. When we force our body, it's like, it doesn't feel comfortable. It's like when we really look at it, who wants to be forced all the time? And yet, most people, nobody's forcing them. They are forcing themselves. They are forcing themselves. And so therefore, it's like, it's so much pressure. And we look at stress and we look at anxiety and we look at all this stuff, all this mental health problems. Where's all this pressure coming from themselves? Why are you forcing yourself? Uh, because I, I have to, this is just, I need to keep up with what, you know, it's like people have this idea of looking at life, like it's a race and they got to force themselves. So when it comes to working out, I realize 
we can get in actually really great shape without having to force our body. There's a big difference between challenging and forcing. Challenging means you push your body past comfort. Forcing means you're getting your body borderline to injury. You're getting your body to do something that doesn't feel good anymore. We don't gain from forcing the body. We gain through consistency. So there's a role that I apply now in my training. And no matter if somebody's wanting to weight lift, if they're doing any type of body weight training or just any type of physical training, 70% max effort. Go to 70 and go to 70 every day. It's better to do 70% every single day than to do 100% once in a while. And that's what happens with people. They do 100% once in a while and then they burn down, they get injured, they get tired and then they quit for a while. They get out of shape and they come back and they go 110% because they want to catch up only to go ahead and do it for a short period. But if they just stayed at 70, they get the results and much more. They never lose the results. It's like a compound effect. Now, Mike, I listened to this and I can't help but make a parallel to how this is how we operate in the workplace. Like we'll show up on a Monday and it'll be like, okay, I'm going to crush a to-do list. I got a ton of emails waiting. I got a ton of meetings. I need to do more. I need to stay up late. I need to put in like 16 hour days. And there's like that hustle culture that kind of parallels this fitness culture. And, you know, people are going all out, but then we seem to be reaching these burnout levels. We seem to be filled with anxiety. And I'm wondering if there's a bit of a connection here about the way our culture operates and if it's even the best way to do it. You know, there's that one line, the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. And I believe the parallel is exactly that. It's a, it's a mirror. Here's something interesting. So we'll go and follow somebody who is successful. We've listened to some really high level entrepreneur that says, you got to work 12 hour days. You got to work 16 hour days sometimes. If that's what it takes, you want to succeed, you got to do it. Maybe for that person, they've been, they're a serial entrepreneur. They've developed the ability. Let's say, let's give them the benefit of doubt. Let's say they develop the ability to be able to work 14, 16 hours days because they are doing what they really, really love. They optimized everything. Now they're able to crank it out. But now somebody else who's trying to copy that model and work 14, 16 hours, they can't handle the amount of stress. You see, it's not that we should only work six hours and seven hours or eight hours or 10. There's no actual number placed on this. It's actually based on the amount of resiliency that we can handle, the stress resiliency. Because see, let's say if I can work 10 hours and I feel calm, but somebody else can only work seven hours and now they get stressed. Now they feel so much tension in their body. Then they need to relax after seven hours. Because if they work eight, nine, and 10, they're pushing it. But if I work seven hours and I feel still calm, that I can go eight, nine, and 10. You see, we got to develop the ability to be able to stay calm. We got to be able to be relaxed. We got to be in flow. And then we can last longer. It's like telling somebody, you know, is it right for that person to run 20 miles? Well, if they've been training, then yes. But for somebody else, maybe no. You see, it's based on that. And I think so many people, instead of actually doing the proper training, they just assume that my job is if I want to succeed, I need to go and push it that hard. But they don't realize that actually they just need to learn how to be able to let go and decrease the amount of stress in the way they work by not pushing so hard in the beginning, learning how to release the tension when it comes up, become aware of it. I think a lot of people just 
push it down. They try to actually avoid the fact that they just got triggered because they don't want to become a thing and they just want to keep going and they store it. And then it just blows up, blows up later on. And a lot of times it blows up on their family when they go home or they try to take it out of the gym. They try to kill the weights. <laughs> you know, they want to kill something. It's very aggressive. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. I can't help but think of like, for example, I, I love Spartan races and these are obstacle course races that I would do. And there's one of them that's a, a 21 kilometer race. And, you know, if I would go and train for it, right. And I'd say, okay, I want to go run 21 kilometers. I, I couldn't do it. My knees would, would give out at around six kilometers. So I had to start at six, but then if I'd practice at six and I would do it well without too much stress, and then I could do it again. And then I could increase, I could increase. And I would steadily, and I was actually pleasantly surprised on how quickly my body would adapt and would allow me to run longer distances and the knee muscles and ligaments would adjust for this. Now, you talk about people being able to put in 10 hours of work without that stress, yet some people are still at the seven hours and then there's a bit of anxiety that builds up. Are we stuck there or is it similar to what I'm explaining in, in running? Is there ways to build that capacity and exercise we can do to be able to operate at a, without putting too much stress on, but still be able to expand the capacity if we have a lot that we want to do? Absolutely, we can build it up. But the first step is to learn how to work without the stress. It's not that work is not going to have stress, but the way that we react to what's happening at work, the way that we react when we don't reach a timeline, when a certain expectation doesn't happen, how are we going to react? We can't control the market all the time. We can't control what people do, but we can control the way that we react. And imagine when somebody stops reacting to all of these things that are happening at work that isn't, you know, isn't what they want, but they don't react. They are aware of what's happening and then they make the best decision they could. Now they can handle more because every time when we react, what's actually happening? See, I, I studied this and I have a simple understanding. This is exactly what happens. When somebody's reacting, their body gets tense. And when their body gets tense, a trigger, an emotion, the emotion comes into their mind and now they have some type of thought, some type of complaint. They get angry, stories in their mind, and that story fuels more emotion. And all of this that's happening, it takes energy. It drains energy. It takes energy to go and have this emotion. You ever get mad and then when you're done getting mad, you're like, oh man, that was, that was draining. <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, I, you didn't do much. Yeah, I just sat here and got mad and now I'm drained and I'm tired. So now imagine people at work, you know, draining their energy because they got stressed. But see, it's just something as simple as that. It feels obvious if you like, you, you know, when you've had a hard day at work, it's because you had maybe a boss that, that screamed at you and he didn't feel like you deserved it. You had some meetings with a lot of chaotic energy flying around. Those, those are usually what lead you to a bad day at work. Mike, I've had those days, like you had that day and you're like, you want to get home. What do you want to do? You want to just lay down, turn on a TV, the amount of cares you have left in your body, you're totally emotionally drained. And so to go work on a side hustle, to go and connect with some people, go networking, it's, it's hard. And so I feel like we need to develop a way to protect ourselves against that. Cause of course it happens or increase the capacity or clear the energy. What are some of the things we could be doing to help with this? There's one specific thing. When we stop reacting, that basically means we are teaching our body how to let go, how to relax. So there's a reaction that's gonna happen and we get tense. We just need to relax. How do we do that? Literally by doing practices 
that help with relaxation. By getting rid of this excess energy that's pent up like a bomb that's ready to explode. Instead of having that explode on people, explode on a situation, let's just release it ourselves. Let's release it in a healthy way. And so, you know, there are so many practices out there that were created for just this, because this is something that people have been dealing with for forever, thousands and thousands of years. And what I did was I looked at all these practices like yoga, like Qigong, meditation, you know, like Wim Hof, breathing, and so forth. EFT, emotional freedom technique, and different types of massages and so forth. This goes on and on. And I looked and I go, okay, these are all cool in different ways and they all help in different ways. But what can I do to go ahead and get the most results? So this way I can be more clear in my mind and I can be more relaxed in my body and not be so reactive. And what I realized is certain practices, when you combine everything together in a certain way, you can release the tension. We can retrain our body to not constantly be tense, to actually be in that parasympathetic nervous system but it's not enough just to talk about it. What somebody literally needs to do is they need to wake up every morning and get their body to feel relaxed. And then throughout the day, they're a little more relaxed, but it's just one practice. Then they do it again the next day and the next day. And before you know it, they start to actually change the way they naturally feel. Because it's not that people go there, people are always relaxed and suddenly something happens and they're reactive. In reality, they're not even relaxed to start off with. They're always at a borderline, some type of stress, and they go from normal stress to super high stress and then back to normal stress. But if we can go ahead and drop that baseline and get them to go from this normal stress to feeling calm, and then from calm, they'll experience stress once in a while, but then they drop it back down, they go back to calm. Now calm becomes the new baseline, not this normal stress. And the way we reprogram the body to do that is the same way that we programmed the body to do that. How do we program it? By getting stressed and not doing anything about it and getting the body used to being stressed by being okay with the fact that we're constantly stressed at this job, but let's just stick it out for another couple of years. And then we program the body to do it, to be stressed all the time, to have that to be the normal state. So all we do is now do exactly the same thing but let's program the body to be calm. So what do we do? Wake up every morning, we do our stretches, our breathing, our tapping, we do all this stuff to go ahead and get the body to relax. We meditate, and now the body's relaxed. We go to work, we could do our normal thing. Next morning we wake up and we do the same thing. And then over time, our body now is conditioned to a new state of being. And this new state of being is relaxed, it's calm. And now here's the magic part. This is the part that most people I find is really surprised. When our body is calm and relaxed, our mind is calm and relaxed and focused. Why? How's our mind focused because our body's calm and relaxed? Well, because we don't got this crazy chaotic energy inside bouncing around causing all these crazy thoughts to fly in. Literally, our energy in our body is calm. Our heart rate is calm. Our breathing is calm. And therefore, nothing is constantly running through the mind. And so when we have a clear mind, whatever it is that we want to focus on, we have the ability. There's not constantly distractions coming through. 
So now imagine when we now are that focused at work, you got a task, you're not tempted by your mind to go check on some, you know, post or some social media or some random website or the random advertisements that pop up on your screen. You see them, but you're not tempted because you're holding one thought in your mind and that's this task at hand and I'm going to knock it out and I don't care what comes in front of me. We have the ability to do that now. It's almost like we forget that we have that ability. And when you say it, it feels like it's relatively simple. Like we're not talking about something that's overly complicated. It's not like you need to be able to run this 21 kilometer as I was talking about. Like this is something we have access to right now. When I made the introduction, I talked about how it feels. And there is, I believe, some reality about the pace of things today. The expectation of things today seems to be accelerating. So things are moving fast. Change is happening fast. The demands in the workplace feel like they need us to be operating at a quicker pace. But it's almost like what you're saying is if we do slow down, we end up being able to do more. If that's the case, why isn't it so obvious to us that we need to do this in order to move forward faster? That's a good question. Here's the reason why. When we do this and we start to connect to our body and we start to learn how to relax, we got to face. And when I say face, it's more like we got to feel all the stuff that we didn't want to feel. All the years of stuff that we just literally avoided, that's all packed in our body, one by one, they're showing up and people don't want to feel it. It sucks. Oh man, that trauma that happened that I didn't deal with, that person that died that was close to me. And then eventually they go, oh, the way that my parents treated me or what happened when I was growing up. Nope, never looked at that. Now, 20 years later, oh wow, I'm still dealing with it. And they don't want to deal with it. And so they rather go ahead and just look for something that's simpler. But they don't realize that by dealing with it, it not only unlocks their ability to focus, their ability to be calm, now everything in their life changes. Now their decision, every single decision, people don't realize is based on the way that they see themselves. And the way that they see themselves is defined by the way that they feel, is defined by their perspective. And all this is connected directly to their emotions, connected to their body, because the body is the subconscious mind. And so if you want to change your mind, you got to change your body. You can't just leave your body and expect your mind to change, expect perspectives to change, right? People want to be successful, but you got to have a successful perspective, which means you got to change your mind. And if you want to change your mind, you can't just hold on to this scarcity, scared body, but then have a successful mind. It doesn't work that way. And so you got to deal with it. And the most successful people, they have dealt with it. They may not need to be experts at it, but they just need to do what is necessary for their body to be relaxed enough. See, it's not about having to master this. Some people will love to, and not everybody wants to, but they just want to get their body to at least be calm enough so this way they have that clarity, they have that focus, they have that confidence to do what they want to do, that they don't have to be a master at it. They just got to go ahead and make it a habit. There are some very powerful but simple habits that people can do every single day and they will start to move towards this but that first one that's the that's the hurdle they got to be able to be okay and face that thing that they've been avoiding 
and it's inside each person. And when they're slowed down, when they don't got anything going on, and they're just sitting there, <laughs> you know, not needing to check the phone for the fifth time over the past two minutes, now they're like, oh, wow, what, what am I actually avoiding? Oh, right, there's this weird feeling that's there, but I don't want to look at it. So now what I do is I help them. Okay, I know it's tough. And let me show you a couple of trips, a couple of tricks, a couple of tips here to help make it a little bit easier. You're still going to have to face yourself. I can't face it for you, but I can help make it a little bit easier. You know, so this way they can do it. This is fascinating. And I almost feel like, you know, we talk about when the whole lockdown started happening, it forced a lot of people to slow down. And I feel like a lot of issues started coming up for a lot of people. Like this was a difficult time for a lot of people, but I feel like half of that might've been just the fact that with so much slowdown, you were forced to look at these unresolved issues. And I feel like not all the time we were properly equipped to handle this. Like I can just remember the first time I had a coach and one of the tasks that they gave me was just to take a 20 minute walk, just being present. And I never did it. Like, because I just didn't want to face stuff. It was a catch-22 where it's like I didn't want to face stuff, but at the same time, I didn't feel like I was really equipped to face stuff. So on one hand, I love that we're suggesting practices that everybody here can do. You mentioned Qigong. You talked about mindfulness and meditation, yoga, and anything that makes us more present. But when these kind of issues come up, I mean, I know you do some coaching with some people, but are there some simple resources people could be looking for to feel more I would use the word courage. Like, I feel like I lack the courage to go and face these issues. Are there tools we could use that would allow us to feel more comfortable stepping into this brave path, which means that we're going to face these issues? You know, I find that, I mean, there's, there's books, there's videos, you know, there's a lot of courses on this. But I think the key thing is having other people around, doing it together. Because when you're facing something, you're going to feel like you're very alone. Like this is your problem. You're carrying this whole weight on your shoulder. And then when you see that somebody else has something similar, it's almost like you were able to share this load with them, even though they're carrying their own. But yet there's this thing like, hey, we are carrying this thing together. And moving forward in that way is very, very powerful. You know, and I think having the community, having the support, and the thing is, like you said, you know, there's a lot of people that are that are facing this by default just because of the whole lockdown thing. And coming together and all wanting the same intention, which is let's go ahead and clear what's inside. Let me just be a better version of myself. I think having that and moving forward together, that's something that I've figured out many years ago. And it would be nice if I can just go and just be there for each person. And I've done my best and I've helped a lot of people in person. And eventually I'm like, okay, I, I, I want to spread this out. You know, so I just, I created a training group. I created a coaching group and I'm on there. Like I check my phone 10 times a day in that group and we share all kinds of stuff, but it allows people just to go ahead and, and share what's going on it's a way for people to be accountable to their practice because they know that when they post it, that other people are going to see it and that if they don't post it, that people are expecting it. 
and they know that I'm on the other end and I reply back to almost every single post of someone doing something, you know, like a practice. Like every single day, I've been doing this over two years. No, no, no VAs, no person trying to pretend to be me. People go, why don't you just hire? No, 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 no. I, I'm going to do it myself. But it takes so much time. Right. But this is, this is what I love to do. This is, this is what people need. You know, I, it's not an auto bot. I don't have a bot thing. It's me typing away. But that's what really people need is they need that personal touch. They need to know that I'm talking to another human and this human understands me. You know, it's, it's different than an app. It's, I think there's apps are powerful and, and there, you know, there's a lot of uses for it. But when we're dealing with something that's so human, that's like, it has to be so relatable. The best thing is to have another human to share it with and to guide them along. And, you know, you look at the statistics, it's nobody's alone in this. This is a big thing. And a lot of people are going through it. And what I love here is for anybody who feels that they want to have their hand held maybe a little more, I'm going to make sure we have some links so people can discover more of the work you do, Mike, for those who are interested. And of course, for me, I have two of my best friends and we have an accountability group. So we just get together every week and we talk about our challenges, we push each other forward and we just share our learnings and our struggles too. And I think that's been a big support in making me move forward into the superhuman I want to be as I navigate this journey. But, you know, for everybody listening, you know, find ways that you can connect with other people and you'll realize we're not alone in this. There's a lot of us who are dealing with similar issues. And what I really like about the content we covered today is just breaking a bit of these myths, you know, that are happening around the world. We feel like we need to move faster. We have to force it. We have to really break ourselves to be able to progress. When, you know, looking at what happened in the fitness industry is we're seeing this seep into our way of being productive, but really we need to be more in flow. And what Mike has been teaching us throughout the session here is about realizing that it's not about going 110% for a short burst and then ending up with a bit of recovery time necessary. It's about the consistency that you want to be able to build. So what does it look like when you go at it 70% every day consistently, where you don't need to be going up and down in your productivity, but you can be more constant. A big thing that Mike shared as well is just the way our body feels is going to affect the way our mind feels. So if we're looking to deal with the anxiety, we're looking to deal with a scatterbrain, we need to look at ways to relax the body. We've been so accustomed of carrying this anxiety, carrying this stress as a norm, that anything that tips the bucket over is going to make us explode. How do we lower this baseline? And the practices that Mike outlined today are things we should be aware of. But again, powerful reminders about the meditation, the yoga, the qigong, being more present, slowing down a little, knowing that these are going to be the fuel that'll get you to move fast and more effectively and more gracefully for the things that the world really needs us to do, which is thinking with our highest capacity to solve the biggest problems. And when we do this from a place of flow, so much more gets done. And these are the practices that really make you a superhuman in the workplace. Mike, I just want to say big thank you for bringing this wisdom forward to the audience here. I think it's a much needed message. I was so excited to bring you on because I know that you've went through your transformation by applying these principles and has been highly effective. And for everybody else that's listening, I hope you take this seriously because we need healthy, productive focus with less anxiety individuals that can take on these world challenges and make it better in the process. Once again, if you want to be able to connect with Mike, we're going to have a ton of links in the show notes so you can find out about his group, his teachings, and get connected with him individually. And of course, stay superhuman and keep that anxiety lower with these powerful techniques. Thank you so much. 
Once again, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Superhumans at Work. I'm very grateful for all of you who tune in on a regular basis, listening to these amazing interviews with these guests that I get to find. Now, if you're subscribed to the show, definitely leave us a review if you can and share it with friends so that we can spread the message and get more people to be able to learn of these fantastic ideas that they can bring in their everyday life. And these episodes, of course, are brought to you by Mindvalley. When you go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, you get to discover the transformational education that we get to deliver where we bring the best technology, the best teachers, and ensure that it teaches you what leads to a truly incredible life. Thanks again for tuning in and watching the show. And until next time, stay superhuman. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mindvalley podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.